Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Uh, we're well within the 12 days leading up till Christmas 2021, and I've got more than just a partridge in a pear tree here with me in the studio at Southern Cross Business Advisors, 234 Deacon Avenue, Mildura, for the latest episode of Shooting for the Stars. I've got the property project specialist and licensed estate agent of the esteemed Southern Cross Property Advisors Division, Clem DeRosa, with me, Louis Bulzomi. Clem, good to hey, see you again. Thank you. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty well. You know, this pandemic just continues on and on and on, but we're still here. That's it's yeah, a bonus. It's it's hopefully fading. It's hopefully fading, but um, fingers it, crossed. It, it is there. It is there. <laughs> yeah, but one thing that didn't fade though is yeah, your neck of the woods property. Yeah. It just went continuous gangbusters. We thought that oh, all twenty twenty was an unusual year. You would have thought oh, well, with everything going on, it was going to really put a big dent in the property market, like it did in the share market sure. at the start. But it didn't do that, and twenty twenty one it got even better. Yeah, it's an interesting space, uh, Louis. It's uh, really unpredictable. You wouldn't have thought you know, when the, the commencement of the, the pandemic at all um, that the, the prices would have headed north and uh, all the indications and the doom and gloom was that it was you know, definitely heading south. So um, it's very interesting where it's ended up. You know, the old uh, supply and demand had really, really kicked in and, and, and made for the, um, the numbers to really jump out. So... Um, just looking at some of the capital cities on a 20-year sort of growth pattern in the property markets, you've got capital cities like Brisbane that, you know, over that last 20 years have now increased. They're at sort of 6.8. Melbourne's at 7.3. Adelaide's at 6.7. So Adelaide's a little bit more of a sleeper, but 6.7's, you know, um, really good numbers. And, and Mildura's been fighting the yeah. fight too. It's sort of there about 5.3 uh, over 20 years. So normally we sort of gauge these numbers at around 10, but doing a bit of a longer forecast at 20. And, um, yeah, they're, they're good numbers for, for Australia. Yeah, and certainly helped along by the last 12 months in particular. Correct. When you look Australia-wide, yeah. 23.4% Correct. across yep. the, the great country. So yeah, those um, last couple yeah. of years have been very dynamic. They so. have. Now, you, of course, you've mentioned our region will draw in there. Yeah. How's it stack up against all other major regional centres across Australia, and even look, in particular Victoria? Yeah, look, the last couple of years have been outstanding for Mildura. Uh, to say the least, yeah, their um, now Mildura's median price is around three hundred and fifty thousand, which is you know, exceptional from where. You know, so, if, even if we go back to pre-pandemic, so April two eighteen, we're at sort of two sixty five. So now at three fifty, then it sort of went to two ninety three, and then twenty twenty three fifteen and twenty one. Uh, 350. So that's that's significant for uh, a small regional area. It's yeah. quite outstanding. Well, you go back to the the median price a couple of years ago. You said what yep. the 265, that 270 yep. region. Yep. How long? It stayed pretty stagnant for quite a long time, didn't it? Around yeah. That, look, that traditionally number. Mildura was you know year growth would be around that sort of two 2.5 percent you know, per annum growth. And obviously, as you can see, the last few years you're talking double digits now. So that's it's been quite significant. The other key factor is that Mildura's vacancy rates are near zero, so they're around that 0 0.2, 0 0.4, the sort of hover around that area, you know, under 1%. So that's mm. that's outstanding, especially for investors from outside the region looking in. You're getting yeah. some really good yields and low vacancy rates, you, and you're ticking some boxes, and now you're really getting some growth as well. No, an investor's dream for sure. And For sure. Do you, do you see the trend continuing into 2022? I mean, can't say with any sort of guarantee that we're over this. Obviously, uh, yeah. things are still buzzing around in the air. The new Omicron video, I'm sure that we're nearly at the end of the Greek alphabet, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But 
I guess now with the, the trend going away from COVID zero to more right, high vax rates, yep. we can sort of learn to live with it. Yeah. Um, do you still see that trend continuing on from metro to regional where you know the, the flexibility of work and having that bit more of a relaxed lifestyle can yeah, still look, appeal? I do. I do. I, I see it in the short term. Obviously, we, no one knows for sure, especially what we've just been dished up in the last you know, three or four years. So no one really knows for sure. But... In the, in the short term, definitely I can see exactly what you just said then, Louis, that I can still see all the benefits of, you know, the regional areas and property being a, a real good vehicle for a lot of families and, and, and young people getting into the market. It's been proven to be uh, a wealth builder. Exactly. And we don't want to hear any of that doomsayers going, no, oh, no, Omicron's going to now hit property like Alpha hit shares. We don't want any of that talk. No, no. not at all. <laughs> That's it. Not at all. Now, Coming back to our wonderful area, Muldura and the Hardison yep. Razor, plenty of activity going on, but on the same token, there's not as much supply going around. I guess the demand's just been through the roof. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, it really is. And um, this is the real, supposed cornerstone to property is that supply and demand, and, and we've really seen it um, at its best. And if you you know look out into the marketplace and you, you want to buy something around 300 400 500 whatever your price bracket is, you haven't got a lot to choose from. So hence... You know, the, the land sales have been gobbled up quite quickly and people are looking to build, which puts pressure on the building sector as well and obviously some supply issues moving forward. So it's a, it's a bit of a strain at the moment, but from a price point of view and a growth, it's been outstanding. Yep, and still pretty competitive to, to get in as well. I mean, obviously, considering the, the values increase in the last couple of years, you would expect from a new build perspective also for that to go up on top of your... Uh, issues with uh, getting materials and stuff in, especially if they've had to be sourced from overseas with, sure. with the, uh, the restrictions and whatnot. But with that starting to open up, do you see the first half of 2022 really um, taken off in that area, while, if the demand's still there? Yeah, if the demand's still there, I, I don't see any change in that, Lou, in the short term. As, as I previously said, I, I, I think we'll stick in the, in the same vein and, and move forward yep. in that direction. Another one of your favourite areas of the, of the world, especially in this country, Adelaide. How's yes. That, uh, so yeah, you yeah, mentioned Adelaide. some great results, obviously, in a the, in the 20-year annual yeah, growth, yeah. but still... Adelaide, things to come. Yeah, Adelaide's been a beneficiary for sure. It was almost like a, you know, sort of a 2 to 3% per annum growth, you know, a bit of a sleeper compared to your, your Melbourne and Sydney markets traditionally and, and Brisbane. For me, Adelaide and Brisbane have been the, the two that have accelerated through the pandemic. And to, to get uh, supply in those areas have been um, quite tough and which shows the back of their growth because of that demand. It's just been so tough to get into the market. It's pushed the prices well and truly above where they've been previously. No, exactly. Although they had a little bit of a, a dent in the September quarter just gone by, according to some uh, recent statistics from the Real Estate Institute of Australia, they've said that uh, Adelaide, Canberra and Darwin actually declined a little bit, which is a bit surprising considering what you've just said about Adelaide, but I guess it's probably just a little bit of a, a cool off. I mean, yeah, other right. areas starting to open up again, yeah. like Sydney and Melbourne, yeah, but you would expect they're the two big ones. Yeah, 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 for sure. But no, I think it's just a, a little blip on the radar. That's I mean, what it is. Can't get, keep going up all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. just, sometimes it just happens in that quarter that doesn't quite go at the same rate that it was going, so that's where it really comes from. Exactly, and uh, our friends over in what feels like uh, just like a completely different country altogether because they've yeah. been so isolated from us, Perth. Yes. Their lowest median house price at the moment, which is about 45.9% lower than the national average, which and it's sitting at around 520000 at the moment. Early February, I think February 5th is what Premier Mark McGowan, the emperor over there, said will be finally when they say, all right, we're going to become part of Australia again. Yeah. Do you see that 520000 in that sense skyrocket or do you reckon people are going to say now nah, you've treated us like we're just foreign for so long Perth bugger you yeah look it's a good question 
that could go anyway. It could be either one of those, but I'd suggest Perth's always been a, a pretty popular market that I think it'll it'll bounce. Speaking of markets, and now we're going to go more in depth with types of property. Yes. yes. One that's really taken a massive hit yep. in the last couple of years has been apartments. Sure. How can that bounce back with especially the yep. uh, expectation of uh, a huge influx of international yes. travellers and students especially yeah, coming into the new year? But that's going to be the key. The, the apartment market in, in the pandemic, I suppose, has taken a little bit of a, a hit, especially in certain areas which aren't as close to infrastructure as some of the others. They may have taken a bit of a hit, not as popular, whatever the reason. But with the real low supply of builds that have happened throughout those last couple of years across Australia... They're scheduling 20,000 apartments to be built in 2022 and that's compared to 50,000 that were built in 2019. Mm. But they haven't really built too many of late and if you consider the national borders reopening and international students and the migration increase, um, that that'll cause the apartment market to spike on the back of undersupply because people still want to live in these you know, great areas yeah. Uh, close to CBD, close to infrastructure, trains, trams, cafes, etc. So you'll see that that market will really explode on the back of that. And it's, and, and it's the affordability as well because the right. detached housing price in Melbourne is and apartments has been, it's the furthest apart it's been for a long time. So mm. if you want to enter a certain market price in a suburb, let's call it Brunswick, where the median price might be close to $2 million, uh, you mm. can actually get into an apartment for, you know, five or six or seven hundred. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a sought-after marketplace in really the near future. You've hit the nail on the head there, Clem. I mean, I guess traditionally you could think, oh, well, apartments like a little shoebox, you can't really move around it and whatever. But some of the ones I've seen in terms of their designs, even ones that are off the plan and yeah. haven't been built yet, look immaculate. Like yeah. you think you, you know, um, you're in like a, a nice little condominium or resort in there, you know, two bedrooms, even three-bedroom apartments are starting yeah. to well, they're all come on very, the market. They're all very high-spec apartments in, in most locations, but... It, Really, at the end of the day, it just comes back to the, you know, the occupier. That's where they want to live. That's what they can afford. That's what they're used to. Um, so they just meet a certain market share. Exactly. But I guess in terms of bang for your buck, you're still going to get plenty of good, yeah, good value from it, especially from an owner-occupier perspective as well, more so than an, even an investor. But the good news there on the back of that claim would be that uh, at least that market's going to start to, to come back yeah. and, and there will be something for investors to dip into as, as well, even though the last couple of years it hasn't been the case. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe that, that that'll happen and um, you'll see those numbers um, hopefully, you know, trend upwards, you know, into the new year, you know, maybe the first to second quarter. Yeah, and is, once that change happens in the um, in the national borders, for sure. Exactly, and once we get uh, further clarity and, and hopefully it one day guarantees, Yeah, which is a very, very loose term at the loose moment. Term, but yes. uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see that happening in 2022 and beyond. Well, um just one more thing about apartments. Obviously, they've been more akin to city living, obviously. Yes. You know, CBD and close proximity to, especially for students, yes. universities and, and the like. Correct. Do you, do you see in, and it's pretty hard to have the crystal ball in front of you, obviously, um, in the next few years, whether apartment living will start to become more of a thing in regional areas once we start to eat up all the, the available land in the boundaries? Yeah, I, that's probably a little bit more you know, long term, yeah. I suggest, you know, because there is so much land in, in the regional areas and I suppose the folks still want that that lifestyle, mm. you know, being in the regional. So it's probably a little bit of a, a long bow at this point. But, you know, it, it does change pretty quickly. So it'll, yeah. then it'll all come back to an affordability, who's in the market, what's this new generation really you know, wanting? Do they want the quarter acre or half acre or they're happy to live in, a, in an apartment? But I, I think in the short term that, that that won't be a factor in the, in the regionals. 
No, tend to agree there too, and especially while the, the population still stays around as it is, because mm. I mean, Australia has got landmass that's uh, compatible with the United States. Effectively, if you put those two together mm. in the same block, you pretty yeah. much are overlapping almost uh, square metre for square metre, but definitely have not got the population that they do. So, yes. yeah, if we ever get there, probably a few generations after our lifetime, Clemmer would dare say, um, that could be a real possibility. But it's not to say that it won't happen um, while we're still around. I mean, I think that there might be potentially a, a development happening down Deakin. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Closer down to 7th Street? Yeah. That there was yep. a bit of land. Something in the there. pipeline there. Yeah. So that potentially could would only be a, a small number, I'd imagine. It wouldn't be anything of any significance. So no. um, Probably a good beta test. Just a, yeah, just a bit of a take-up and yep. see who wants that lifestyle. And That's it. Yep. For sure. A bit of trial and error doesn't hurt anybody even in property. Not at all. It's in some cases. Uh, yeah, now just also have a, a shorter-term outlook. Uh, most economists are tipping Clem that national housing price growth will go up by 7% next year, but then 2023, they're thinking the bubble's going to burst down 10%. Tough question to ask it now. It is a tough question to ask, yeah. But I'll um, get your learned and far greater expert opinion than mine. How do you see it? Do you think 2023 could be the year that it's well going to be a bit of pain? But all, all, all I'll say, Lou, is that been in the property over 20 years and um, I have heard a lot of economists talk about bubbles bursting and, and markets, you know, dropping and uh, and the like, you know, 10%, 20% and I never really see it happen like that. Well, they got it so wrong last year, didn't they? Yeah, I never really <laughs> see it happen and, you know, someone's going to be right one day, there might be a little bit of a dip but, you know, traditionally as a whole over a long term, just like we started the program with that 20 year and yeah. m- most stuff's around that sort of 6%. Five, seven, whatever it is, it sort of holds itself long term, and that that's really how property is known. And if you have a bit of a couple of percent dip, well, you might get it back in a couple of years. And, yeah. And so, all in all, it's it's always the tried and true. So whether it does or whether it doesn't, it's it's only a, a bit of a blimp on the radar, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. But the old correction it make, makes for good media sometimes. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, they've got to be able to fill their days somehow, don't they? If Correct. It's a slow news day. They've got to chuck out a, a property report get, or even something else to just shake things up a bit and get, get some... paid to write an article. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly right. So, well said, Clem, and uh, and great reassurance there. Um, one final thing before I uh, let you off and uh, get yourself geared up for a, a lovely Christmas and uh, and New Year. Uh, just a couple of little. Uh, Tips that you might have for anyone looking to dip their toes in, especially at the start of next year, while interest rates are still low? Yes, good time to dip in. Always tell people when they say, when's a good time to get in? I'd say straight away, get into it. No use waiting for markets to change and, and do what they want to do. You just that The time is the present. If you're, if you're ready, I think you enter the market and enjoy the journey. No better time than the present. Clem, absolute honour to have you back in and again. It's been a little while between drinks. It but has. Geez, the taste is so worth it. <laughs> Definitely. Have a great Christmas and New Year's, Glenn. Thanks. Same to you, Luke. Uh, what a great man. Clem DeRosa, the property project specialist and licensed estate agent for Southern Cross Property Advisors. Well, that's the final time we'll be shooting for the stars in the calendar year of 2021. On behalf of Noel Costa, Tony Jones, Peter Hartman, myself, Louis Bulzomi, and the entire team here at Southern Cross Business Advisors, we sincerely thank you for coming along with us on our podcast journey And we look forward to welcoming you all back in 2022 via our major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Index and RSS.com. Don't forget, we will be closing our office at 234 Deakin Avenue, Mildura on Thursday, the 23rd of December at 12 p.m. And we'll be coming back in the morning of Monday, the 10th of January, 2022. Until then... 
We wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And as always, our clients all have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye and see you in 2022.